everyone. We're here at Canvasong uh, Podcast. We're a strength force podcast. Uh, we're changing uh, fitness one barbell at a time. And I'm going to, I'm really impressed today with the guest that we have. Uh, it's Dimitri. And he is probably the best male polar. I don't want to butcher your last name. That's why I didn't say it. I'm going to get him to introduce himself. He's probably the best male polar in the world. He probably doesn't even need an introduction for those who are, uh, are into pole fitness. So if you can go ahead, Dimitri, and introduce yourself. Yeah, sure. Uh, hello, everyone. My name is Dmitry Politov. Um, and uh, yes, I'm a pole dancer, and uh, I quite succeed in this field. Um, at the moment, I'm uh, in Turkey, in a very hot place, in my training area, actually. That's the place where I train, uh, do the flips, and uh, when I'm tired, I just fall on mats and sleep right here <laughs> on the roof. <laughs> That's, <awesome>. <laughs> <laughs> That's all about me. Yeah. Can you talk about um, the competitions that you've done in the past? Yeah, I've done lots of uh, lots of competitions. I started uh, competing internationally in 2014. Um, it was hard. I couldn't uh, win in 2014, and then I kept training hard. And in 2015, uh, I started winning, and uh, I won. Uh, since then, nine uh, world championships and uh, many, many international and national competitions. And of course, uh, I lost a lot. Uh, sometimes I took first place, and the same year in another competition, I could take the last place. So my uh, pole adventure is really different and exciting, <laughs> which I really like. Yeah. Well, I think everybody in any sport you're in, you're gonna there's gonna be someone better than you, and there's gonna be like I think you're personally the best male polar I've ever seen. Um, but I'm sure that's thank you so much. Sport. You're welcome. With any sport, there's gonna be someone better than you. Um, it just it's just the way it is, right? So you never know who you're gonna compete against, right? Yeah, actually, in some competitions, you you do know who you compete against if it's like um, yeah. uh, some official uh, organ officially organized by some federation. They announce all the competitors, they have a list, yes. and you actually already know who's going to be there. But thing is that uh, sometimes uh, you never know what's, uh, I mean, how uh, people are uh, going to act in the definite situations, because uh, competition is uh, something that you have to show, like all you, all the stuff that you've, you've been doing for years, you have to show yeah. them, uh, you have to show this stuff in four minutes, four or three minutes, which is hard. And the many yeah. circumstances influence that, like, you know, some people nervous, some people slide or the light uh, flashed to your eyes and you couldn't see and didn't catch the pole. Many things can yeah. happen. So it's also, um, I think it's a chance as well. Besides all the experience that you've done before, something can happen that you're just not ready for and uh, everything can uh, just go wrong. So yeah. even if you know your, your, uh, your competitors, uh, sometimes um, it doesn't really matter. It's all no, about the uh, situation. And, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I know I was at one competition in Toronto and uh, somebody put a different type of grip on and it ended up making the pole slippery and then the next person to go on almost fell. So things like that happened. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. It's, it's yeah. a very random thing happening in competitions. Yeah. Yeah. Or you have a misfunction with your wardrobe. There's so much stuff that can happen. And then you lose points yeah. for that. That happened to me in my first competition. Um, so the first question I have for you is, so pole is more of like, traditionally, it's like a female dominant sport. Um, however, that is now changing. What got you into pole as the, like for a male, what got you drawn to pole? Mm -hmm. um, I've been doing, uh, before pole, I've been doing um, parkour and breakdancing. Okay. But I couldn't um, express express myself 
myself fully, you know, in those fields. And yeah. I was trying different shows. I was thinking how to express myself in a bigger way. Uh, I had so many ideas because I've been always creative with the stuff and movements that I did. And in yeah. my breakdance team, I was the worst uh, b-boy. Like, you know, it's uh, when you go to battle for breakdance battles and yeah. you, um, I was the guy who, who goes first, you know, just for warm up, like warm the crowd up. And then, okay, Dimitri, just, just wait, uh, let uh, the big guys go, <laughs> you know? <clears throat> so yeah, I felt uh, a little bad about that, you know? And um, I wanted to express myself in a different way because I understood maybe in breakdance and it's, um, it just doesn't work. And um, yeah. yeah, and in parkour as well, it was hard to, um, you know, to put all your skill in one place to present it to the audience. Like you need a, yeah. the whole uh, gym, you know, or the street or something, a building. But um, when I saw the performance of uh, one German acrobat, uh, he was doing Chinese pole, Remy Martin. Oh, and I, uh, I was inspired because, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah you, you probably heard about him. In, in those times, you know, we had uh, like um, in Russia and Ukraine, there was, it still is like Russian Facebook, it's called VK, yeah. and uh, there are many videos and music, and I remember his video was called The God of Striptease, and um, oh, it was so funny because he he was fully dressed, you know, uh, didn't take his clothes off, but still the name was very strange, like The God of Striptease, I watched yeah. that, and I'm like, oh, but it's not striptease at all, it's like he's doing the yeah. art, and uh, he also did some flips on it. And I'm like, oh my God, this is something I'm, I'm going to do. Because yeah. I, I directly, when I saw the poll, I directly uh, imagined myself doing the flips and all the stuff that I've uh, been accumulating for all the years, you know, in parkour yeah. and breakdance. So I start practicing and um, I didn't even think about some, like, I actually didn't even know about stereotypes that poll is, uh, for, is for females or for not for females. I just saw, yeah. saw this uh, as an equipment, which, I, uh, which could give me opportunity to express uh, what I can do you know, to express myself. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, I know parkour, like I can, I can totally see like watching your videos where you have that parkour background. Like I've even seen you flip off a, I think it was a, a, a roof one time. Like, I don't know if you remember that. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I yeah, like flip off roofs. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, sometimes I do it. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, like uh, the echo of the past uh, yeah, I do the, a lot of flips, uh, and uh, actually, um, it's it's not a gymnastic way. It's it's yeah, more of a parkour way. Also, Paul yeah. is not. Um, I mean, it's a bit different because the the angles are different from gymnastics flips. Because on gymnastics bar, you it's uh, it's parallel to the floor. Yeah. It's because um, yeah. it's horizontal. Yeah, and technique is um, is is hard to adopt because I know many gymnasts who are uh, doing pole, and for them it's a bit weird, you know. If rotation goes uh, a bit diagonal, and uh, and they feel not very safe or not uh, yeah. comfortable with it, you know. But yeah, parkour gave really good base, actually. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Um, yeah, so don't worry. I will ask um, my next question though, if if you're ready. I'm always ready. Um, okay, so um, during the lockdowns, I took one of your courses, and one of the things I really, really liked about you is that you set an intention for like all of your students. It was to get the foot flag, and you're saying that everybody will have a foot flag by the end of this. I was like questioning it because the foot flag is one of like it's a very high level, um, and it's and it also you have to build up the tolerance in your feet to hold that position. But I just wanted to say like how. Um, almost everybody in the course, I think everybody managed to get it, um, but you're just an amazing teacher. Can you tell us a little bit about um, foot flag 
and how you kind of you kind of made that your move, your go-to move. Yeah, actually, a uh, foot flag is um is a classic move which uh, which has been done for for many many years ago. Not even in Paul, if you if you know about uh, Malakamp, the Indian um, traditional Indian uh, art, it's uh, it's part of the martial arts to develop okay. the to develop the flexibility agility for fighters, and they have okay. a competition like long long ago. Uh, it's um, it's the pole, but it's not attached to the ceiling. On top, it has a little basement which you can balance on, and it's okay. made of wood and covered probably with some uh, I don't know uh, something like a wax uh, to to okay. to make it more grippy. Like a yeah, and uh, they probably yeah, and uh, they executing foot flex as a compulsory move over there on top. It's a bit easier because um, because on top they have um, the pole is tinier and the bottom is uh, bigger, so you kind of stay a bit diagonally. But still, yeah. the move um, it's not me who created this move. I no, created I, many I, I entrances so, and ways into it. Kind of your, you've made it kind of your go-to like move. Like when I watch all your videos, like you always yeah, like do... a signature, like a signature uh, move. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because I play, like, I play a lot with it. I, I, yeah. I'm sorry, I was just gonna say. Uh, I realized that this move. Yeah, sorry. I, I think it's something with the connection because yeah, it's a bit uh, with goes with delay. Yeah. Yeah, but no problem. Uh, I keep, I keep going. I just keep going. Uh, I realized that this move is, um, is really impressive, and um, people love it the way it looks. And uh, I never liked the feeling of it, you know, as you know, right? Yeah. <laughs> because it's a struggle. It's a, a lot of pain and uh, yeah, pain resistance. But uh, as I liked the way, uh, for example, when I performed and I did it once with shoes and I really liked the way it looks and I start um, uh, researching this move and I found so many details inside, you know, it's like yeah. the whole new world for me. Once uh, I nailed it, I just kept going and kept uh, um, developing it. And uh, yeah, and now I'm using it uh, quite often. Sometimes I even think that maybe I should stop using that because it's maybe it's too much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I so, but if I stop doing it for a bit, I lose it, and then I have to build up my tolerance again. So I don't ever want to not do it. It's one of those moves you have mm. to con continue to work on, right? And um, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I was gonna mention though. I really like how you set like intentions for your students, and it's like you have like these high expectations of everybody. And instead of like every, everybody kind of tries to meet those expectations, it's almost like a mindset thing that you you do with your classes and your courses. And I really like that. Um, and you're very good with students, like giving them different alternatives if they can't exactly get the move. But you you're you still have these high expectations, which I think is really good because a lot of times people um, don't expect much from other people, and then they they don't meet. You know what I mean? It's better to have those higher expectations. Yeah, yeah, I, I understand. I understand. Yeah. But the thing is that. Um thing is that um, for me it's it's important as um, um as people are taking the course it's not just to to try you know or to see uh, what it is but uh, really because um, i i feel like people want to do that so it's it's my um obligation to to make them do it you know and uh, i really worry when somebody could uh, can't nail something or um doesn't understand something that, of course, there were students who couldn't uh, couldn't do it, but they were um, they did it. For example, with the bottom foot on the floor, you know, at least with the bottom foot on the floor, because uh, I had a student who couldn't even lift the leg up. Like the, there was um, a lack of flexibility and mobility, yeah. so that it was hard for her to just to lift the leg up. So we worked on that, and uh, of course, we were not talking about like executing the full foot flag with the bottom foot on, on the pole but at least she she did the, um, uh, she improved the flexibility and uh, could do it on, with the bottom foot on the floor yeah exactly which yeah, was the goal yeah 
Yeah, it's it, and you, you're good at making progressions. Um, so my next question is, um, I also know that you have done some commercials, including a Sprite one. Can you tell us about the different ways that you have promoted yourself? Uh, the, I actually did just one one commercial for uh, in Germany for uh, Knoppers chocolate bar. Okay. Uh, okay. But it, it was not it was not for promoting myself. I was just invited as the as the pole athlete because they wanted a male uh, pole athlete um, who who can perform with pants, which was strange for me because uh, I thought everybody can perform with pants, but they said no. no it was hard to find it's, it's, yeah, yeah it's somebody. Uses their skin to stick, right? Like. I know as a polar myself, like the less the less clothing, the more you stick to the pole. Yeah, but um, it depends which moves you do. Like if uh, because no, they wanted to true. air walk, yeah, okay, they wanted to yeah. air walk, like uh, you know when you walk in um, yeah. Aisha, like yeah. through the flag, yeah, and the, and the flips. <laughs> yeah, it's all about building strength. It's uh, just need to be consistent with the trainings, and it it may take. I think a week or a few months, and you will you will do it if you really focus. But yeah, uh, yeah for that commercial, it was a it was a very interesting experience, and um, yeah, uh, and I did for Cirque du Soleil, but it was not um, like TV commercials. It was more the promo videos for uh, advertising the event and the show when I worked there in uh, Malta. Okay. Yeah, and that's it. That's all my commercial that's experience. That's all your commercial. I thought I saw a Sprite commercial with you on it. Maybe I'm wrong. It was like mm, years ago. Sorry? I thought I saw Which a commercial. Ones? It was like a Sprite commercial. Spray commercial? Sprite, like a pop. You know the pop? Sprite? Yeah. I thought no, I no. I, I, did. Okay, I thought it was you because it was like a crazy polar and yeah, it looked like mm. you. <laughs> anyway. Maybe. Sorry, <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Anyways, um, can you describe what you do um, on your on-season and what your off-season looks like for training? So if you're not training for a competition, what do you do off-season versus if you're training for a competition? Actually, at the moment, uh, that's what I do because uh, I don't have upcoming competitions. I mean, there is competition, but I'm still I'm a bit uh, injured and uh, I can't do the moves which I would like to perform in competition. But I still uh, practice and uh, I always do a research. Uh, it's like a laboratory, you know, every day. Yeah. I um, I don't drill the moves. Sometimes, I mean, I drill, it depends on the, on the mood, but mostly yeah. I create uh, new ways, new moves, I research the pole and my uh, ability, and that's it. And uh, I never have a definite schedule for that. Like, uh, if I don't want to train and I feel like, uh, for example, I'm too sore, um, yeah. I just don't do that. Or I, I play with the pole to not use the muscles or uh, which I may injure, you know, or some dangerous yeah. stuff. I just play or dance. So mostly it's all um, improvising and uh, researching. That's what I do. And sometimes if I'm too much uh, possessed with the, with the move, for example, recently I was uh, trying to to uh, clap my hands while holding the flag, like you hold the flag and then you yeah. keep up and clap your hands and catch the flag back. So oh I thought it would be so easy. Yeah, I thought it would be so easy. And uh, one day I tried, I clap, and then I just can't catch the pole back. So, oh, no. <laughs> and I was like, this is when uh, possession uh, comes, you know, <laughs> and you start uh, drilling it, drilling it. Then uh, it's because it's hot here and um, you yeah. sweat a lot and then you just slide and you can't do nothing. So it took me a few days to nail the move. And I realized that oh, I've been no. training like many hours just trying to nail it. When yeah. you record, you know, you record each each try, each attempt, and then um, when you check how many uh, tries you did, then you realize, oh my God, <laughs> the memory is full right now. There are like 90 videos. 
Yeah, so that's uh, that's the way I, I do. So I don't make like a special plan, you know, like for example, I, right now I will train three hours. No, it just, uh, it, if it happens, it happens. Yeah, and you're busy with your pole camp. That's the next question I was going to ask you about is you have a, a pole camp that you promote on social media and it's uh, in Turkey, right? Can you tell us about it and what uh, students can expect if they decide to go and how they can mm. find you to go to that pole camp? Yeah, actually, um, all the promotions I do are on Instagram, in my page and on the page of the camp itself. And um, yeah, and it's happening in Turkey in a, in a very uh, different place. I mean, because Turkey also uh, is the country uh, which has definite stereotype, you know, in people's mind. Because, um, yeah. uh, for example, for Europeans, Russians, Ukrainians, uh, Turkey is the place of parties and uh, fun and a lot of alcohol and drugs and stuff like where you come and just, you know, um, get crazy. But yeah. this place is uh, different because it's a village and it's surrounded by a range of mountains. Um, and um, the beach is protected by UNESCO and it's actually sponsored by UNESCO because there are turtles coming and uh, okay. they put their yeah they put their eggs uh, in the sand and there is a turtle police here which takes care of them and volunteers so they're not uh, it's not allowed to drink alcohol there and not allowed to throw trash because they, they clean it and they're very strict about that after uh, like during the season from uh, the end of may until the end of august it, it's not even allowed to go on the beach after 9 p.m because okay. uh, you may yeah, disturb true. turtles yeah. yeah yeah so party people don't come here i mean uh, my students sometimes uh, we party I mean all the time at the end of the camp we party but it's not something like you know the crazy big things which uh, which can yeah. be dangerous or um, you know well, so you it's be, very you doing flips and stuff when you're drinking alcohol like that would be a bad combination no actually that's what we do and that's, that's a good combination cute. I think oh really I <laughs> yeah really bad. Like, <laughs> all on your head <laughs> uh, but you have big no, I mean... your mask no I mean yeah, we um, we come, we train. Um, actually, I stay here all the time. And when the groups come, uh, we have ten days of um, of a camp, two days training, one day off. And uh, on yeah. the day offs, we we go uh, to the boat trip. We visit different lagoons by boat. We eat on the boat, and I have a water pole. Uh, and you can do rafting on the water pole if you. Yeah, those who are not scared of rafting, they do rafting. Those who are scared because it's moving, shaking, and there are waves. Uh, then we just stop uh, different places and take shots of uh, videos and um, just have fun. It's like it's like a water polo sessions that we we do there. And um, yeah, we have many many things to do here, like air track. I uh, upgrade the garden here. There is a uh, orange garden uh, over okay. there, and uh, I had in winter I had to replace some trees to open the area to make it bigger i put the like the fake grass over there to make it more flat put the air track 12 meters so you can tumble at uh, different acrobatics and uh, right now we are in the process of building the uh, five meter pole and the other poles with the construction and uh, the foam pit which uh, which is gonna which is gonna help those who for example it's more i mean this camp is more about flips because we, yeah. we do different stuff according to the people's level, but mostly people come for flips, you know, to yeah. do this uh, stuff, which they're not taught at their schools where they train, for example, because uh, yeah, I focus on flips level, a lot. Definitely not the level that you're doing flips at. Like, I, I've taken classes in flips, but it's not the same as, like, yours, you know? Yeah, I have a I have a long experience, like, long flip uh, experience on the pole, and um, 
Yeah, actually, uh, that's a good point to come here if you want to do flips. So there will be uh, a foam pit where you can uh, land if you land on your neck, for example. Even with mats, yeah. it can be very bad. But with the yeah. foam pit, you don't care. You can just dive and do whatever. So that's what I'm uh, constructing right now. Yeah. So it's uh, it's kind of like my my playground, you know, which I I was dreaming about when I was uh, training. But I had the studios, but in studio you can't really do that. I had different places, but here I have everything I love. So like literally, yeah. I do what I what I always wanted to do, and awesome. probably this uh, attracts people as well who also had same ideas, you know. So you must meet a, a like a, a ton of different people from all over the world then. Like it must yeah, be that's true. Yeah, and that's true. Uh, actually, since last year, uh, sorry. Does everybody get along okay? And like, it's one big happy pole family. <laughs> yeah, actually, um, th th I have students uh, who already been coming for eight or ten times already. Like they just oh, come wow. each camp, and I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, everybody who come once, they come back uh, again. And some people yeah. come like every time. For example, yeah, I have one guy uh, from Belgium, uh, he, uh, Jochen. He's uh, staying like he comes to one camp and then he's, he stays until the next camp, just training. And because for him, it's also paradise. Like uh, he yeah. said, like, yeah, where else I can do this stuff uh, like like here? So yeah. he just stays with me here. We like if the camp is not happening, we just, uh, you know, we wake up, we train, eat, uh, sleep well, swim. Uh, enjoy the nature, hike or climb the mountains, train again. So it's really good uh, time uh, you can spend. Yeah, that's what I love he, about this place. Is he the oldest gentleman? Um, I saw something that you posted with somebody who was in their 60s and he looked like he was way younger. Is oh yeah, it's um, no, it's not him. The okay. Yeah, but the, this guy came as well. Yeah, he's uh, 60 years old and uh, he's from Denmark. Originally he's uh, from Argentina, but now he lives in Denmark, his citizenship there. And uh, yeah. yeah, he he's been to my, not to my camps, he's been to the camps where I was teaching, where I, where I was an instructor back in the days. And okay. uh, this is the first time he he came here. He wanted to, to do it long ago, but because of work, he didn't have uh, much uh, opportunity and yeah. he did it in May, yeah. Yeah, and actually that's true. He looks uh, very young, but it's yeah. uh, also when I discovered that he's 60, I was like, damn, it's uh, impossible. Yeah, and he, his feet has abs and everything, you know, I know. like well, very I shredded like, guy. I saw him and I'm like, there's no way he's in his 60s. Like, but it gives you hope because like I'm 45 and I'm like, I want to be that fit when I'm I, like stay the same level of fitness throughout. So it gives you hope. And I, that's also good for our listeners because we have listeners of all ages. So you know, just to have them know that you can stay fit throughout your entire life. It's not something that you just, you have to be young to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I think uh, it's also a mental thing because once you have a thought uh, that, oh, age is coming, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, and, uh, and uh, the body, um, the body follows your thoughts because um, our bodies are just, it's just the instrument, right? And the way we treat it, uh, the way it serves. And um, if, um, if you think uh, that, you're getting older, of course, your moves are changing and your look is changing and everything. So uh, like if you stay, it's, it's actually so obvious, but if you stay young in your mind and if you keep training and doing what you love and really uh, like sincere to what you do, then you can do it, I think, forever until you just get bored or like have enough. Yeah, I 100% I, I agree. I didn't start lifting until I was in my 30s. 
and I've kept it up the whole time. And, and now I got into, I got into polo as well in my thirties. Um, and yeah, so it's never too late to start something. Uh, even if you're like, you could be in your sixties starting pole, maybe you won't be doing flips right away, but you could eventually. Yeah, right? he, he actually, he was doing flips here. He was in flips. Yeah. And some <laughs> yeah. flips he did for the first time. <laughs> yeah. That was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, by the way, you look really good. Yes. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Um, so what are some of the mental or physical training hacks that you would recommend to somebody who is just getting into pole or um, also for experienced lifters? Like what, can you give some tips and tr uh, tricks that you would use? Uh, the mental training, I don't know if uh, nowadays people do uh, lots of mental training, but it's actually um, very important. I think it takes 80% uh, uh, of uh, success in your trainings because uh, um, I don't know, I have some friends who, who do that and not even on purpose. They just because they're very uh, obsessed with what they do. And uh, yeah. I have same like, for example, when I uh, fall asleep, I don't see dreams. I mean, sometimes, yeah, it happens, but mostly I see combinations of moves and uh, variations. And uh, I have feelings which go according um, to the moves I can do or I possibly could do. And it all goes together uh, as, um, uh, how can I say, like I visualize not just trick because of a trick, but also trick mm -hmm. uh, because of a feeling that I have. And it's very, it's more than just sport uh, for me. It's that, that's why for me, it's more uh, like an art. Because, um, you know, you you come up with the moves uh, due to your physical ability and yeah. due to your uh, body state, yeah, what you're able, uh, capable of uh, doing. And uh, mm, when you get the move and when you do it or when you imagine that you do it, you have a definite feeling or uh, emotion. Or, for example, you have a feeling or emotion uh, before you do the move and you come and when you do it, you really feel something in the move, inside of this yeah. move. And then you build the, the whole, actually that's, that's how I uh, create uh, acts because training is just, for me, training is um, widening my uh, vocabulary. It's like, you know, when you are a book writer and yeah. uh, you, you have many thoughts and many experience, but maybe uh, you're writing, for example, let's say in Farsi or I don't know, in, uh, in Hebrew and you, you can speak, but you need more words. Yeah. So you study more words to make your book more under, understood, more like, um, um interesting for those who are going to read the book so uh, all the all my trainings are not just you know getting my body strong and flexible it's uh, it's just widening my vocabulary uh, to to be able to to talk through through my moves you know yeah that's it that's like almost the way you talk right there is like art you know what i mean like how you're explaining it and you're so passionate about what you do it's amazing like, yeah, I, I'm, thank you. I'm so impressed. I, I wanted to do this interview for a really long time because you're one of like my idols in the pole world. So I'm like so happy so that you agreed to do this. Um, my next question is what keeps you motivated? To, like, you don't sound like you need much motivation because you have so much passion for what you do. But say the average person who maybe takes on pole and there's, it's their first time and it is, there is a big pain component with it. How would you motivate them to stick with it? Mm, about motivation, um, I am very uh, subjective. You know, it's um, yeah. it's a hard topic. Uh, um, okay, let me say. I would say like this: uh, if you if you see uh, something like if you see the pole and you like and you want to try it, you go and try. And um, e even if something doesn't work, for example, when I came, also many things I couldn't do. Like actually, yeah. not many things. I couldn't do nothing. I couldn't do nothing from what I saw. That's why I. I had to do something that at least my body able to do. 
yeah. yeah. And uh, if you really like it, uh, you just you just doing it. But if if you feel like you need motivation, it means that you probably not not really want to do that. So probably you just should skip it and find something else. Yeah, no, in I my opinion. I just think sometimes people give up on things too easily. Like um, I know if I would have given up on my first class, I wouldn't be to the level I am now. And I'm not at your level, but like I just find the more you stick with something, you're gonna get there. You know what I mean? Like not everything comes yeah, you're right. to people. Yeah. So. Yeah, you're right. Sometimes, uh, for example, if you have a um, like, if you have a purpose, uh, for example, for me, purpose is just my wish, and I think wish yeah. is the strongest uh, instrument. If you want something, you don't care like whatever if it's painful or if it's uh, I don't know if you have injuries. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, and you're ready to sacrifice because uh, people want things in their life. You know, you want uh, some people want a house, a car, money, and uh, I don't know. Um, a good wife or a good husband and they do yeah. everything to get it doesn't matter which way and if they give up um i mean it's i wouldn't call it give up i would say they just maybe don't want it if yet yeah, they, they ask sincerely themselves yeah when you want yeah. something you will you will just get it or you will yeah, you will be on the way of, of getting it and you will discover many more things which maybe you didn't plan before but they are awesome yeah. too yeah exactly that's what I like about pole. If you can't get one trick, there's always more you can work on and then you have to come back to the other ones. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I also think, um, I also think that um, if you go, because I had a different uh, uh, pole experience in the beginning. I didn't have a teacher. I never had a teacher and nobody told me what to do. And I was uh, completely free uh, in what I'm doing. Yeah. <clears throat> but I know that, uh, I know that some people come to classes and they have a teacher and it's also very important uh, who teaches you, because if yeah. you really uh, trust, because of course, if you can't really trust your teacher and um, uh, the teacher has to see um, not just the client, but has to see uh, the, um, the ability, the hidden ability and to see the wish yeah. of the person. And uh, if, if you get, I, would, I wouldn't say wrong teacher, but if you get a teacher who uh, gives you stuff, which you are really like unable to do, for example, if I come to pole classes, I would probably give up too because uh, I wouldn't be able to do the stuff that they teach there, you know, like yeah. the flexibility stuff. I gained it with the time, but still it's really hard for me, you know, I so have I have problem. to adopt have and uh, do different stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I, just, I know yeah, you're very just, strong, but also yeah, very tight think, like me. <laughs> So I have to work on the flexibility stuff. I mean, I'm, I'm better than some people, but you know, we're all, we all have our weaknesses and our, and our strengths, right? So it's good that pole has that, like they have yeah. the strength and pole, flexibility, agility, cardio, if you're doing a routine, like um, it's, it's very uh, multi like factored and you get so many different aspects of, of fitness doing pole fitness, you know? And I think people don't realize yeah, how, exactly. like how many components it is, you know, and how it can actually improve other sports. Like, I feel it can anyway. Like, yeah, it, it has to be the individual approach. Yeah, that's yeah. true. And, um, uh, for example, I know that I moves like, uh, I don't know, uh, Rainbow Marchenko, uh, oh, which yeah. is, um, for example, yeah, you know that move. <laughs> Everybody knows that move. Yeah. But, um, crazy. It's, it's something, it's something that uh, I wouldn't be able to do at least for the, um, for 10 more years or maybe more. Yeah. And, uh, but I had this, I had a student when I, uh, when I had a studio in Ukraine, I had uh, one student, uh, the girl, she came very young girl. Um, she was like, at that time she was like uh, 19 years old and she uh -huh. came to my class and I teach her the, the, the basic, I show one move, another move. 
and she was quite bad. She was um, not strong. She couldn't do this, that. And I tried yeah. to see um, what would fit her, you know, like to not, because I understood if she can't nail nothing, she will just maybe quit and give up. Yeah. And then uh, on the on the stretching, like after the class, we did the, like 15 minutes, you know, like cool down and stretching. And I see she's like really flexible. And I said, did you uh, do something before? She said, no. I said, maybe gymnastics, but I see her lines are not very good. Like, you know, gymnasts, yeah. they have good lines have or lines, rhythmic yeah. gymnastics, they have uh, good lines or ballet. But no, she just, uh, she's just very flexible naturally. And then uh, when she arch, I see her back is insane. I said, oh my God, you, you're so flexible. She said, yeah, I could always do that. Like it's her natural ability. Yeah, and then I realized, well. okay, that's what you need to work on. Yeah. yeah, and I said, okay, from next class, I give you different tasks. And actually her third class, she could do the Rainbow Marchenko already because it was like, she said, oh, it's so easy. Thank you. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Just thing is that I couldn't, I couldn't show it. Yeah. I said, uh, okay, I will not be able to show you, but I can uh, place you and explain yeah. uh, how yeah. to do it. <laughs> yeah. So, but that's, that's what makes and then she starts developing that part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I do believe that that's what makes yeah. people good teachers. You may not be able to do the move, but you can explain it and you're able to help the person achieve it if you see potential in them to get it. And it's good that yeah. you were able yeah, to Yeah, give yeah, that's her, very important to see potential. Yeah. And it's also good that you were able to give her a sense of accomplishment, even though she couldn't do some of the other moves. Like, and that's another good um, like, uh, trait of a good teacher, that you make them feel successful, even if it's just a little bit of success, even if they're just improving that little bit, you know? Yeah, that's very important because, uh, yeah. uh, you know, like, for example, my son, uh, he, he uh, did breakdancing and um, yeah, unfortunately I couldn't, uh, I couldn't, yeah, thank you. I couldn't assist uh, all of his battles, but uh, he was competing and each battle he was uh, uh, losing. And um, the last time he lost to a, g a gymnast guy and yeah. it was quite not fair. But, uh, you know, because he didn't get uh, nothing. Like when you do something, you, you whether want appreciation or you want, you have some uh, like uh, targets. And when you don't get this, those targets, of course you quit because uh, you ask yourself, why, why would you do that then? Yeah, so he quit. And since then, because he lost uh, like three or four battles and oh. then he just, he's, he didn't like breakdance anymore. Yeah, which is, is sad. Very, is, and now I understand, like I just, Parkour? Yeah, I thought I thought I saw some some of uh, your videos with him doing like crazy stuff. <clears throat> yeah, but uh, we don't really do like you know I don't teach him parkour. Just uh, oh, okay. when he uh, says he want to jump, I said let's jump, and okay. um, and when he says I want to do this flip, I said okay let's do it, and yeah. um, it's hard to to teach him because when I start explaining, he gets bored, and yeah. I understand he just wants to have fun, so we're just having fun. For example, yeah. the wall flip. We were just running, you know, he watched some movie and they, they were at the Venom when he jumped from wall to wall, ran through up the buildings and he wanted to be like Venom. And we just start running up the walls there and back. And then I said, oh, maybe and also you can flip. He said, oh, really? I said, yeah, let's try. And I just spot him. Like, I mean, not spotting, I would yeah. just lifted him and turn. Yeah. But then he felt like he could, um, he could do it. And I said, oh, let's do it again. So it's more in the game mode, you know, but not yeah. like a lesson. No, and exactly. I don't say, okay, right now we will do parkour. Yeah, we just have fun. Yeah. And I let him choose. Oh. How old is he now? Nine years. Nine years old. Oh. Does he ever stay with you at the, um, the camp in Turkey? Yeah, uh, since the war started, um, they came uh, with my ex-wife uh, by car. 
they travel okay. because they escaped from uh, Ukraine. They travel to Poland. Uh, then uh, I found a house in Romania uh, for her parents and her sister with kids. And here, because for her, it's a it's a good place. For him, it's uh, it's awesome because the nature, the sea, the good food. Yeah. And uh, he spent four months here with me. And then their their visa was over, so they had to leave. And uh, they decided to move to Switzerland. So right now okay. they are um, over there in uh, in an Italian part. Yeah. Yeah. But, but once uh, once they uh, they sorry it's the delay it's okay are you okay you hear me sorry I think I think uh, was something missing the connection uh, was uh, lost oh, I, was, I was just gonna sorry say, can you say I'm again I was just gonna say I'm glad they're safe and somewhere somewhere safe right now. Yeah, yeah. I also, it was very hard uh, at times, you know, uh, when it started, because I was always worried I couldn't sleep. Because when you know that okay. the bombs are falling and the missiles are everywhere, and they just yeah. stare there in the middle. Yeah, so well, since since he came here, I was like, oh, finally. Yeah, it was very, yeah, um, yeah very hard uh, to know that they're there. Now it's, yeah. it's okay. Well, I'm glad they're safe and, and everything's okay right now. It's like, I can't imagine going through all that. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's a it's a, a difficult time right now for all U Ukrainians and yeah. uh, actually and for Europeans as well and for Russians because everybody suffers with this war in different yeah. way. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to ask uh, one more question, um, and then we'll end the we'll end the podcast. Um, how can people find you on social media? Can you um, explain? like your Instagram handle, um, where they can find you on Facebook, if you have a YouTube channel, just so that people know where to find you? Actually, uh, I have I have it all, but uh, I'm mostly using Instagram a lot. Yeah. And uh, I should have written it on paper to show it <laughs> right now. It's uh, You just type uh, Dimitri, Dimitri Politov and uh, you will see. Um, you will, you, it's easy to find. Um, yeah, that's it. I have a YouTube channel as well, but I don't post uh, too much over there because okay. um, I don't know. In Instagram exploded once, and I realized that I should stay there, so it's yeah. working well. And then you also have your poll camp on Instagram as well. What's the name of it again? Uh, poll camp name is uh, Politov. Uh, my surname, Politov yeah. Poll Camp. Easy. Okay. But actually, so if you find once you find me, you will find the poll camp because yeah. in each uh, in every post I tag. The, the location and I take the camp and I advertise it. Um, so one thing that I'm going to ask of you is if you can do some type of challenge for our listeners, because Stephanie is big on doing a challenge. It doesn't have to be long. It doesn't have to be crazy. Just some kind of easy challenge for our listeners, or you could even do a, just a crazy little video for, um, for us to post so that we can promote uh, your show on the podcast. Would that be okay? Uh yeah, that would be okay. Do you want me to do something right now? Uh, I don't know if, if we, I don't think we'd be able to see it right now, but maybe if you could send us something quick, like later on, it doesn't have to be sure. today, it can be this week. It's just some type of challenge for our listeners to um, look at and see, and then they can attempt it as long as it's safe or, you know. Okay, so not, not uh, something like jumping from uh, the third floor or no. <laughs> from building to building. Okay, so, so should it be with the yeah, pole or just that, anything? It could be anything. It can't be with the pole. Not everybody has a pole at home. 
if, if you want to do something on the pole, that's fine. If you want to do something like gymnastic wise. Okay, I have a challenge. I have a challenge uh, for your okay. listeners uh, okay. because okay. I think everybody, uh, if if not everybody has pole, everybody has a wall. Uh, so I will do the wall challenge. Yeah, just do yeah. something a little bit easy, not like a flip off the wall like Venom. I don't want anyone. No, to no, no, no. Uh, actually, actually, I can tell you. I can tell you right now because um, each time uh, my my students are coming here, and um, sometimes we we do that. And um, some people can, some people can't. Is uh, yeah. you uh, lean on the wall with your back, you put your okay. heels against the wall, uh, uh -huh. and stay flat with your back. Okay. And then you have to um, you have to touch your toes with your hands without okay. uh, falling forward. Which sounds really easy, but uh, in reality, but it's, it's not, not easy at all. Yeah. Yeah, it's about so, um, it's about the toe strength, about the um, uh, pike flexibility, maybe a little bit, and about okay. the core strength and your abs. So yeah, it's a very interesting challenge. I will uh, yeah, record so it for you. Yeah, please do, and then um, send it to me, and then I'll send it to Stephanie, and then we can have it edited and uh, send it on our on our Instagram and uh, our social media, so that we can have the listeners have it. I really want to okay, say thank easy. you. I want to say thank you for doing this. I am so in awe of you, and I really want to go to your pole camp one day. It's just hard for me, uh, living in Canada and and all that. But one day I'm planning on going there. I promise you. So I'm yeah, so happy. Yeah, uh, you're here. always welcome. You're okay. always welcome here. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Um, yeah. So, do you have any uh, parting words for our listeners? Uh, yeah, I can say a very simple thing. Just um, find something that you love and um, upgrade it and uh, <laughs> fill, it, fill it in with more love <laughs> because then it will bring uh, incredible results wherever it is. Thank you so much. I'm going to stop this now.